What's going on, everybody? We are back with a new episode of the Full Core Prep. Ooh, excuse me, Full Core Press Podcast. It's me, Pierre, Matt, and Riley. Gentlemen, how y'all doing today? Matt, I don't know about you. I'm pretty sure California's weather isn't touching Arizona's weather, but it is hot as hell right now in California. Yeah, what what is it in California? Let's compare. Man, it's like 88, but it's still hot right now. It's like, oh my God, my whole house is just be baking. I have to turn the AC on all day. I know it's nothing compared to Arizona, but man. <laughs> yeah, right now it's a cool 95 degrees, but Wait, today, cool. today it'll get up to 108. That doesn't make sense, Matt. You can't say those two things together. It doesn't make sense. I, I can say it's a cool 95 when it was 120 yesterday. Wow. It's a it's a balmy 70 up here in the PNW. Um, oh, man, you are lucky. It's chill, man. It's pretty chill. It was 85 the other day, and your boy was melting in my where I work. <laughs> where I work, they don't have uh, there's no AC, and basically I've asked the like the, the guy who owns the guy who runs my shop has said he'll get an AC for the for the for our for our shop, but then the building owner for whatever reason like won't let him do it. <laughs> so we're just dying in the meantime. It's good times. Oh man, that sucks. They're not gonna take it serious till somebody passes out. And it will be me. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening in my head for some reason. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I've, I've been known to do a dramatic faint once in a while. Uh, you know, <laughs> You're the dramatic, just, uh, just a, one of the old, you know, they'll put the hand above the head, uh, eyes roll back, and you just fall back gracefully. Do you get yeah. fined for flopping at work? <laughs> uh, no, thankfully it's very. It's a much more soccer type atmosphere there. So no, okay, I don't. So you're actually, not like the mom and nobody of your work. Yeah, so I'm basically encouraged to do that. So, oh, okay. Well, fellas, seeding games are officially behind us. We are officially in the playoffs, and we've got a couple crazy game ones. Some great. Some I didn't really particularly care for, but others I was shocked at results. We also have some game twos. One of the series I want to talk about right now is the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. Coming in, I did not think Utah would play as hard as they're playing right now. I was trying to watch the dynamic between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but they, they're clicking. You know, they've been without Mike Conley. He went out, had a baby. The baby was born, so now he's back in the bubble. Say he's maybe good to go for game three. Matt, are you liking this series? Or are you kind of like, ah, this will be over soon? I have Nuggets in six. Okay. Nuggets in six. I can see Utah the way they've been playing it going to seven. If Donovan Mitchell keeps playing like he did, what do you have? First game, 52, 57? 57, 57, and then second game, he still dropped 30 uh, with a big win by Utah. Um, So I, I like it. It, it's good, and I want this series to go seven because I think this can be a very entertaining series. Okay. Riley? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, having Conley back will help Utah a little bit. Although I, I was saying before we started it, I don't always like the fit. I thought Mike Conley, when he joined the Jazz, was going to be such a bigger um, bigger right. piece than what he's been so far. Uh, but, I mean, I mean, congrats to him, first of all, for having a child. I did not know that that was why he left. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. I'm glad that he's allowed to do that. But um, yeah, but really yeah. No, great. I think that this series is going to remain close because as young and flashy as the Nuggets have been, the Jazz are those kind of like old, you know, like those guys at an LA Fitness or whatever who are those old dudes of old man games 
and they know how to win. It's just Donovan Mitchell makes them takes them above that a little bit because uh, he fits the mold uh, of a guy who can drop 57. So I definitely enjoy that series, um, and I re- I do I agree. I think it's going to go six or seven for sure. Um, I think the Nuggets still take it, but the Jazz. I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. Yeah, yeah. I think a big thing for the Jazz. Uh, is Jordan Clarkson off the bench? Is he going to perform like he did last game? That's not realistic to do it every game, right? He he shot fifty percent from the field, scored twenty six points off the bench. Like, can Jordan Clarkson keep that going? Uh, I think he, it's a big factor for the Jazz. He can, but the question is, will he? You know, since we know with and you know in the NBA alone, even football, when you you have a great game, you get a mental lapse because you have that pressure. Oh, can I do it again? I know I could do it again, but you know, you get out there, you force shots, you start fouling because you're frustrated. So the question is, will he? You know, he had a great game, and Joe Ingles has been playing great. Royce O'Neal's been playing great defense. Moutier, but like you said, Riley, Mike Conley, Mike Conley, Mike Conley, excuse me. I'm kind of concerned too because this isn't the Memphis Grizzly, Mike Conley. And we're used to Mike Conley dropping 25 and 5. I don't know what we're going to be getting when he comes back. Is he going to be in shape? You know, is he going to just throw up shots to get his rhythm going? We know Denver's going to come out, you know, intense. Michael Porter Jr. has been playing great. Jokic, Murray. Really great. So, if Michael Porter Jr. has another game like he had in game two, watch out. Yeah, yeah, I think I think with when it comes to Jordan Clarkson especially, I don't think it's I don't think you have to worry about like his confidence level in that. I mean that he's one of those guys that you put him on the floor, he's convinced he can drop thirty anytime. And teams like Utah need that kind of confidence and need that kind of swagger to them a little bit because they play guys like Ingles, guys like O'Neal, even Gobert. They're swaggerless players. They're great players, but they don't bring that kind of exuberant confidence that you need in the playoffs. That's why Clarkson's so valuable to them right now. It's because Mitchell's the only guy on the roster that has that otherwise. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I think he can do it. It's really a matter of if they allow him the shots. They run some mm-hmm. offense for him, allow him to get his because they need it. Uh, as we saw, you know, he when they did that, um, you know, they, they, they did a lot better. <laughs> you know, they were yeah. able to figure he, it out. Even game one, he played great. I mean, he had 19 points game one, 26 game two. It's going to be interesting, though. His minutes are going to go down as Mike Conley enters back into the rotation. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting because Clarkson's been playing great these first two games. Yeah, because they've had Mitchell basically running the one um, in the meantime. You know, like in the last game, he's basically running the one uh, the majority of the time. And so they could run something where if Conley's out, they just run Mitchell at the one, have Clarkson run the two, and they go off that. Because then you have a really dynamic scoring backcourt that you might not have otherwise, depending on the Conley that we see. But yeah, do you, yeah. Do you have Conley coming off the bench? I think Clarkson's better off the bench, but I think that when crunch time and when they're really trying to score, you got to put Clarkson and Mitchell out there. You could do all three if you wanted to, for sure. But um, I think Ingles is a guy that you want out there too, though, just because of everything he brings. Um, more, more from like a playmaking standpoint. I mean, he's a guy that can find a guy like Clarkson or Mitchell that wide open and whatnot. So I definitely would. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't start him, but I think he's got to play good minutes. He's got to play probably more minutes than Conley if they want to compete with the Nuggets because the Nuggets can just score so well um, yeah. at any given point. They can just go off. As we saw, uh, you know, we see with Murray, we see um, Michael Porter Jr. is capable of that. Um, 
Yeah, they, and Jokic can obviously do that too. So they, they have too much scoring punch to not allow Clarkson to go out and get some minutes. You know, another player that's been intriguing, who's been scoring and playing decent basketball for the Nuggets, Jeremy Grant. He comes off the yeah. bench and he gives them anywhere between 15 to 20 points a game. He defends, he rebounds. I'm I'm like, wow. You know, that's that's like a great guy to have off the bench. High energy. Torrey Craig is doing decent as well as far as, you know, defense. But Torrey Craig has to stay on the floor because he fouls. And once he gets, you know, once you get in foul trouble, they pull you. So yeah, Torrey Craig had a rough game the second game. Yeah. Uh, Torrey Craig played 28 minutes, had zero points. Yeah, I see? I know he's not in there to score, but you if you're in there 28 minutes, you need more than zero points. Exactly. Yeah, you can find a bucket in 28 minutes, you know. Just <laughs> it, I mean, if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, rebounding, hustling, running up and down the floor, someone will find you for a lay-in or something. You know, so you got to uh, – yeah, I mean, so he's, he's got to do better than that for sure. We, they just can't have goose eggs like that if you're going to uh, take up those that many minutes. Yeah, I was disappointed with the amount of time Bull Bull got. You know, I, I love hyping up Bull Bull. Uh, but he had four minutes. Uh, he didn't even put up a shot. He had two points off the free throw line. So that was his only. Yeah, I, what I think they're going to do with him from what I've seen so far is I feel like they're going to bring him along along slow. I mean, th- those games that we saw in this bubble are the first NBA games he's ever played. So for him to do that or for him to get that experience is really key. But I think in these big playoff uh, moments, they'll, they'll save him for when they really need him. If there's a moment where they think they can exploit a mismatch or if Jokic is in foul trouble, whatever they can do, they'll put him in eventually at certain points in this series, I think, especially if it remains close when they're looking for a little bit of an X factor. Um, I think he'll I think you'll see this to the floor eventually, but it's gonna take some time. Yeah, they lost by 19. So you're assuming he he'd get a little bit more time just in that yeah. fourth quarter just to see what he would bring. But I would like him uh to be more aggressive when he does see the floor. Because, I mean, you have Plumley, but even Plumley played 13 minutes, had zero points. So besides Jokic as that big man, uh, I really like Bull Bull to come in and step up. Yeah, especially if you're a guy like Bull Bull, too. It's If you're getting those those few minutes that you have, you're out there for a reason. It's And he, he understands he's supposed to be the shot in the arm, I, I would assume. So hopefully they can figure that out with him and uh, and allow him to get some more time. Um, you know, because I mean, we just saw them take an L. You know what I mean? Uh, to a team that honestly, the Nuggets should not lose this series. So you know, at some point, if if they struggle again in Game Three, um, yeah, you really have to start mixing it up a little bit, and hopefully they do. Because uh, yeah, I think I that that's. Nuggets. I mean, they have that advantage. They have that bull bull. They have Michael Porter Jr. They have a young athletic advantage uh, with guys that nobody saw coming before the bubble. So there's not much scouting report on these guys. There's not a lot of tape on these guys. So hopefully they can uh, use them appropriately. Yeah, Pierre, what are your thoughts? I think, do you think Nuggets will have a hard time winning if their bigs don't produce? Obviously, but Paul Millsap this last game had five points. Plumlee was zero. Grant had eight. Cook had zero. And Bull Bull had two. Absolutely, because if not, you're you're basically, well, the game goes through Jokic. We know Murray's a great scorer, but Jokic is the guy that creates for not only him, but if if no one's creating for Murray, Murray or Millsap, Millsap alone, Millsap has to be better. Millsap is matched up with Royce O'Neal. How he didn't score more than 12, I don't know. Why he scored five, I don't know if it was just he was cold, he wasn't getting touches, or what. Rudy Gobert is not a scorer. 
So if Rudy Gobert is getting baskets off second chance points or pick and rolls, then something's wrong with Denver's big. So Jokic has to – I know Jokic has played good. Jokic has to be better. Even Plumlee. Like, I've watched Plumlee out there, and I'm like, what is he doing? He's just running around and not – I don't know if he's not defending right or if he's not scoring. I don't know. But the bigs definitely have to play better because if not, they'll be in trouble. Yeah, what's, what's heartbreaking for the Nuggets is they traded Nurkic for Plumlee. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you see yep. what Nurkic has done. I, I know they had to move him. They couldn't have Nurkic and Jokic playing together. That just wasn't working. So, But I, they could have gotten a better return than, than Plumlee. So and much better. Market. Well, here's the thing. The issue was that at the time they tried to play Nurkic and Jokic together. And it was slow. It was It was very slow. Yeah, it was very slow, and they basically, I mean, obviously those guys can't work together, but if if you, uh, if a Nurkic is your sixth man, then you're doing fine. <laughs> like, if he comes in when Jokic exactly. is out, then Absolutely. you basically have the same guy on the floor, a little less, obviously, but the, basically the same guy on the floor. Um, we've seen what he's done in Portland. I mean, he's, he's, he's invaluable. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely hope that they can... Um, you definitely hope that, uh, or you just, you know, they regret it a little bit. I mean, Plumlee gives you a lot of energy for sure. And he's a better backup center, uh, in like the, you know, in the normal role that we assume a backup center is supposed to play, which is hustling around, getting rebounds, setting good screens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, a guy like Nurkic can do that, but also can score in bunches too. So yeah, that's a, that's a tough trade. They're going to look back on that one and be a little disappointed for sure. I know I would be, especially the way Nurkic is playing for Portland right now. Definitely, yeah. Millsap just needs to step up too. He, I'm. It's weird Man. watching him struggle uh, because he's, you know, he's a former All Star. So it's like you right. he's really, you're looking at him to kind of step up a little bit, and he really hasn't. So yeah, it's yeah. The, the Nuggets have questions they need to figure out. They're a little, I don't know, they're a little on edge. Kind of, they're not. I think they're not confident in what rosters they're putting or what uh, lineups they're putting out, and they need to really get on track with that, or it's going to, you know, they're, they're going to slip because Utah at least knows who they are and understands their identities. So, yeah, the, the Nuggets need to figure that out, or they're going to take an L, which they really should not. So, yeah, and the Jazz could easily be up 2 0 right now. That first game went to overtime. Yep, they just didn't have enough. So, the Jazz could have easily been up 2 0 going into to game three. Yeah, and then it makes me wonder if they had Bogdanovich, this probably would have been um, different. Not Bogdanovich, I'm sorry. Who had surgery for the Jazz? Was it Bogdanovich? Yeah. Yeah, Bogdanovich. yeah, yeah. Remember, there's two Bogdanovich, one with the kid yeah. and the Jazz. If they had him, this probably would have been much different because that's one thing about Utah. They have scores. If, if um, Mitchell is off, you said Clarkson. We know Conley can score. The question is, will he score? You have Ingles, you have Bogdanovich. Even Moutier alone comes, you know, he comes along and, and does a decent job. So Denver definitely has to get it together. Um, can't make excuses for the loss and just come out better game three. Yeah, I, th I think that's part of the issue too is that Utah doesn't really have a lot of scores. It, Bogdanovich would, would have been the, the easy uh, third scorer probably, if not the second scorer because uh, he would have started. Um, mm -hmm. And he, he just like Mitchell and uh, Clarkson, though, he's the only other guy on their roster potentially that has that no conscience. You know, in Indiana, he took huge shots, guarded, guarded great players, guarded LeBron, guarded great players, but then would come out and was not afraid to take big shots. And so they missed that dearly for sure. Because this is a whole yep. different series a little bit 
if he's there because it really forces the Nuggets um, to, yeah, it really forces the Nuggets to be at their best. And we have not seen that out of them yet. So game three should be very interesting. Oh, man. I, I expect Jokic to come out better. Millsap, I hope he comes out better. You know, we just it's just a wait and see at this point because I was I like I'm telling you when this was when this matchup was announced, I'm like, oh man. It made me think like, should we as the Rockets drop to six to play Denver? Because but then I'm like, okay, this is what Utah wanted. Utah wanted to play Denver. Why they wanted Denver, I don't know. But maybe they'll show us that they can beat them. Toronto and Brooklyn. This one to me. It's going to be a sweep. I just don't see Brooklyn. I think the game Brooklyn was supposed to win was game game two, and they just they blew it. I don't know if they'll win a game. Maybe they'll win game three. Karis LeVert hasn't been great. He's been okay. But Garrett Temple's been decent. I can't say the guy's name, so I'm going to just call him TLC. He's been decent. Jared Allen's been, de- <laughs> I know, right? The Raptors, though, Van Vliet, oh, my goodness. That is like the key to their. Just pay him now. Give that man the money. So you think they're going to bring him back? Yes. I hope they do. I think yeah, they will. I, yeah, I think they bring him one, back. 24 game two. He's leading this team more than Siakam is. Right he now. really is. He really, yeah. and also too, it's. I don't think he's going to get max money. There's jokes that like people saying he's going to get max money. He won't get max money, but he's he deserves a hell of a deal. Uh, to be, uh, I believe he was undrafted, right? Yep. Yeah. Undrafted. Yeah. Undrafted. To be undrafted to now, you know, I mean, he's literally the leader on the defending on the defending champions, uh, and he's and he's done great. I mean, he's he beats people like he makes people look foolish more often than not. Um, you know, him and Kyle, him and Kyle Lowry in that backcourt are looking real mean. Um, what would you pay this man, Riley? You're the you you are signing him. What are you paying him? Twenty mil. Probably just under that. I give him like eighteen, probably. If he gets twenty, I mean, it, the more money he gets, good for him. I'm never gonna be like, oh, it's overpaid. I never think guys are really overpaid, especially a guy like Van Vliet who's worked so hard to get there. You pay him whatever, whatever he, whatever they can pay him, you pay him. But I think if it were me, I think I'd, th- you know, talk to him about eighteen a year and then see how it goes. You know, I've been impressed by Norman Powell. Yes. Uh, last game, twenty four points, shot eleven yes. for seventeen. Yeah, that's just what dunking Norman on everybody. Does. That's what he does, though. He comes in, he fits his role perfectly. He doesn't care if he start, if he comes off the bench. That's what Norman Powell does. That's why I'm like, dang, do they bring back Van Vliet? But then I don't know Norman yes. Powell's contract yes. situation. No, man, can, no, Norman Powell is not is not Van Vliet at all. Oh, of course he's not. He's way too inconsistent. Way too inconsistent. It's not. great when he's playing well, but no, you no you you, you don't. If you're there, if they're not going to bring back Van Vliet, they better have a better plan right. than Norman Powell. Because Norman Powell, for one, he, he gets hurt a lot. Van Vliet, I've never really seen him miss too many games with injury. But it would be great to keep them both. To answer the question that you asked Riley, Matt, I definitely will pay Van Vliet, too. I wouldn't pay him more than $20 million though. Maybe 18 maybe 15 But if I'm Toronto, I'm bringing him back. Whether we go to the Eastern Conference Finals or whether we get eliminated next round, doesn't matter. This kid can ball. And I want him on my team. He's, he's earned it, and he's nice, part of the culture. You can build a nice team around around Van Vliet and Siakam. So I mean, what do you do, with Lowry? Yeah, I would. Would you get rid of Lowry? I'd get rid of Lowry. 
I, I mean, don't I, know, man. The, the way he plays, the defense and everything, like what he brings to that defense in Toronto. I kind of What's his deal like? I think they only gave him a one-year deal, right? I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, when it comes to Lowry, I mean, he's he's the guy on their team that I've always kind of been like, eh, you know, you don't need him. But, I mean, he's definitely proven himself, you know, especially when it came to last year. He stepped up and he played well. So, you know, you can't. He, and he, again, like Van Vliet has become, he's, you know, the Raptor now. You know, when DeRozan left, it was just him as far as the guy who's been there through the ups and the downs to get them to the championship. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, with Lowry, I mean, if you can get somebody better, yeah. But right now, you uh, have to make sure that you have something that you know you can get. Uh, otherwise, it's, yeah, it's, it's a risky maneuver to trade somebody established like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure of his contract situation either, so. Yeah, I think he, I think he is going to be an unrestricted free agent twenty twenty one. Yes, he is. He signed that one year extension, but yeah. So if they trade him, I mean, if they were to like trade him in the offseason, I mean, it would depend. If they if they like go and they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, or they get to the finals again, then I think you just got to keep running it back with. It. I think you got to give him that next year or whatever to run it back. If it's not going well mid season, you trade him, you know, if you can or whatever. If they're trying to move on, then they move on. But I mean. You don't if it isn't broke, don't fix it right now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Until it's proven that uh that they fall short and they have a legit reason as far as that goes, like from an optic standpoint. Um, I think you gotta keep them. And I wouldn't have said that a few years ago. I would have said to move them, but now which is where they're at right oh, now, it's tough to do I, that. I, I would have agreed with you because a couple years ago he was terrible, but right now he seems to, you know, defense he buys it. Man, the way he takes these charges and he Lowry can hit some big shots and get to the rim as well. So, like you Serge said, is a free agent as well next season. Who's a free agent? Serge Ibaka. Oh, you let him go. Yeah, you let him go for sure, unless he takes a a, a very very low. Serge has had a he's had a decent game. Uh, I think game was a game one or game whichever. I think it was game one, but still, we already know he's going to want money. I already know, and it's going to come down to do you want Serge back or Van Vliet? You said what, Matt? He had eight points this last game. Oh, see, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, and here's the thing: he, if he wants a lot of money, then he, he's going to be out of luck everywhere because no one's going to pay him a lot of money anymore. He's getting older, uh, skill sets winding down. Where now it's like he's just trying to shoot threes in the corner type stuff, and that's hey, the, never, the Hornets, never. Man. The Lakers played Moz, paid Mozgov. Woo! I remember never, that. Never say never. They're, the New York Knicks are probably going to pay Sergi Baca fifteen mil a year. Man, well, hey, good for Serge. Like I said, good for Serge. But I mean, that's a that's a horrible. Serge did score twenty two game one, and then uh, oh, hey, there it is. Hey, and also too something about the Nets too. That Joe Harris. I mean, they're already so depleted. They're so depleted, and right. that's that's. And we'll get to this in a second, I guess. We have a Joe Harris. He's out uh, for a personal family reason, I think, like a personal reason that's not injury injury or COVID related. Um, so that's a huge that's a huge loss. That's a great defender for them. That's their best shooter by far. That really hurts. But also because they're so undermanned. The Nets are, I mean, we're talking about Lowry playing well and whatnot, and the, and the Raptors playing well. They're probably playing the most depleted team by far in the whole playoffs. But they're um, showing up. They're showing up for sure, but the Raptors are just, are you know, are beating them. But, like, in right. game two, they had no business staying in that game as long as they did. That game was very close until the end. Um, yeah, so the, the Raptors just need to take it seriously and understand that these games are very much warm-up games. They played tougher games in the bubble than they did before this playoff series. They so really did. They, yeah. need to, they need to sweep this, get some rest, and understand and be ready for who's next. 
clean sweep, we all agree on that's most likely going to happen. Yeah, I would think so. I'd be shocked if the Nets won a game. If they do, good for them. They're a young team. Especially yeah, I don't think they Joe do. Harris. I have them getting swept. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this isn't a knock on the Nets. It's just they're depleted. Yeah, oh, there's nothing they can do. Carry next year. They are yeah, I was about to say, one thing, I, if I'm KD and I'm Kyrie, I like what I see out of Levert, Temple, I'm going to attempt to say his name, um, Timothy, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet? Something like that. But him, I like, you know, if I'm, if I'm, Katie and Kyrie, I like what I see. Even, Even DeAndre Jordan. Johnson has stepped it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see? So, these are some role players that could be back next year. I don't know their deals. Well, that's the thing. is It's, it's going to be about are the Nets going to push for that third star and trade guys that they have right now? Because, I mean, Joe Harris is the kind of guy you want on your team. He's a shooter. He's a willing he's defender. A uh, yeah, but, I mean, he's, he's a guy you got to try to bring back if you can. Because, I mean, if they let him go, that's a huge loss. Um, you need a guy like Joe Harris on State. your team. He's the same as like having a JJ Redick on your team. You know, you need a shooter that uh, that can play some defense and is willing to and understands their role. Most importantly, Joe From Harris, Mar- Golden State. Oh, oh no! Please, oh, what, don't. An, what an amazing fit that would be. My God, that would be. I mean, the basketball fan, Steph Clay, and Joe Harris. Man, ooh, that'd be a problem. That'd be such a problem. There'd be like they would take threes at such an alarming clip. Um, yeah, that would be, no- and also too, f- funny thing with Joe Harris too, is that he's been taking people off the dribble recently. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. Chow Jabari, who was, I'm uh, pretty sure he and I talked about that, that, um, yeah, that Joe Harris has been fine off the dribble even, you know, and obviously Steph and Clay can both do that too when they want to. So imagine the, the plays those guys are creating for each other, the open, the open looks these guys are going to get. If they were to do that, that would be wild. Uh, same with Lavert as far as like if he stays or goes, I mean, Lavert has shown that he's a legitimate scorer, a legitimate scorer has good size knows he has good moves he knows what he's doing he plays good defense and so to see him out uh so like yeah if, if they bring him back i mean he could be that third guy uh but then you know, but it's, the question becomes what do you do with dinwiddie i think dinwiddie's out i think of all the guys he's out even though he's very good and i, I think he deserves a spot on the team as well i think that there's just too much i think that dinwiddie's a better fit than lavert is as far as uh how they'd play them but, mm-hmm. as, but if they're looking for a third score, that third guy, it's Levert. Levert I but agree. Dim, Dimwitty is the better fit, but also he has such odd contract demands and things like. I just think it's going to be yeah, tougher for that. them to get a deal from him for from, uh, for him. So you guys don't trade for a third star. You guys are saying just just keep Levert. He is that third star. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying to consider to not already have pressed the panic button and say we need that third star. Take it a look in the offseason. Let those guys play together a little bit, you know, and see what happens. Because, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, if they get that third star, they have to get rid of Levert. They have to get rid of Dimwitty, yep. and chances are Harris is going to walk. So you're so then it's just those three stars. And we've seen in teams that sometimes that works, and sometimes when it's that depleted and you don't have those role guys that you need, team, those, those you know, the, the big star teams don't work out. And especially think, a team as fickle as Kyrie. and I think you get a third star and keep – uh, Joe, bring back Joe Harris. That's a lot of money, though. That's so much money because Joe Harris is going to want money. He's he's yeah. going to get paid a little bit. You know, so it's like you're. That's what I'm saying that you're looking now at you know, especially with a team that's as injury prone as you know, like a Kyrie or Durant at this point. You know, we don't know how his Achilles is healed up or uh, how you know susceptible he would be to injury at this point. But you know, you have guys that stars that get hurt a lot. So now you know, do you? 
just push that third star and that's that third you know somebody gets hurt it's those two stars that one star with a really depleted roster versus whoever or do you have hey durant or kyrie gets hurt and you still have a lavert you still have a harris or a dimwitty you still have guys you can look to that can carry that because of this season especially they've grown a lot and have become leaders and are solid starters uh at least mentally even if they're coming off the bench going forward yeah i, I still think you could get that third star i mean uh deandre jordan could you trade him i don't know how happy durant would be because he brought him there right mm -hmm. he, he's yeah. making the nine almost 10 mil uh lance thomas who you just have on your books making seven mil a year wait he, what seven million yeah he's making he's making oh, no yeah he'll be off the books for sure uh, they're gonna have to trade jared ben allen Whitty's too making, to get the third star ben witty's making 10 so I'm, I'm not the best at math but what's that 19 plus seven you're 26 um, million you can get off of your books while still not trading Levert, and you could bring back Joe Harris. I mean, here, here's the thing for me is I, I think that center situation is interesting because I think you have to get rid of. I would get rid of DeAndre that money. I oh, would get absolutely. him off the books because Jared Allen is a younger, better option at this point. Um, and he's only making two. Yeah, he's only making two, and then they they just drafted another kid. I can't remember his name right now, but they got yeah, Clayton, who I really like. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Clayton. Yeah, right. He's not even making a million dollars. Yeah, so they have Allen as a starter, and they have him as the developmental guy. I mean, you know, that's that's the better move. As much as Durant might like DeAndre, and that that'll really let us know if they're really trying to win or if it's just Durant and Kyrie building a team, however they feel like it. Because we see how that goes. It's obvious yeah, so, that you get rid of DeAndre instead of getting rid of like a Levert or Harris or Dimwitty. One yeah, of those so guys gonna go. They're only gonna keep two of the three. With that money I just said, lines up perfectly for a Bradley Beal trade. Now, what do you got to do to make that trade happen? You can make the money work with what I just said. Mm -hmm. um, so you you just figure out the rest. What do the Wizards want? Man, the Wizards better not want Lance Thomas for no $7 million. That would be crazy. I mean, you take that. Well, I'm going to put it past them. What if you get Dinwiddie and, and Levert? Well, Dude, that won't Dinwiddie be bad. Would you what? take on a Lance Thomas seven million contract for that? But isn't Dinwiddie a free agent? Um, uh, what does he have an option? Maybe it's a sign and trade. Perhaps, oh, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't see Dinwiddie trying to go to Washington. I wouldn't try to go to Washington if I were him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Is it? Is it the? Is it the? The Wizards have all the uh, chips in that game. I mean, they could. They could take. Al, I mean, they could, instead of DeAndre, they could take Allen. You know, it's like, hey, we want Jared Allen. We want um, we want Levert. We want whoever, and they'll do it for Beal. And that's what I'm saying. That's when you get in an in Now, a that's a area. decent deal. It's a decent deal for them, yes, for, for Washington. But if you're Brooklyn, that's giving away a lot for a guy who, like I said, it, it the three-star thing only works if you have role players around them. Three yeah, stars are, are rarely going to just win it for you. you those Dinwiddie role players will win it. Unrestricted free agent till twenty twenty two. Dinwiddie. Yeah, he's not an unrestricted free agent till twenty twenty two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinwiddie. Right There's a lot of guys they could trade. Like that's leveraging a lot. So I mean, who knows? In today's NBA, chances are they would make that trade, but I would hope that they'd at least consider it. At least consider not, I guess. But my goodness. Yeah, he's got a player option twenty twenty one. Ah. Okay. Okay. So he so might. He, be so he might be there. He might be there. Might not. We'll see. I mean, like I'm. I'm, I'm with what Riley said. Dinwiddie is a better fit, but Levert, the upside for Levert to me, you know, 
that's what wins me over. The man had 14 assists in game one. Easy assists. Barely had a foul. Played decent defense. He just didn't, he couldn't just fiddle in that night as far as scoring. But he got his teammates involved and he kept them in the game. So I want a player like that on my team. Yeah. I'm, you know. So, uh, to, oh, go ahead. Oh, so yeah. So uh, moving on now, this. Uh, Sixers and Celtics. I mean, everything we've predicted as far as the Sixers have gone, uh, as far as we predicted for the Sixers, has completely played out. Uh, Simmons got hurt, and then once that oh, happened, wait. it was on Embiid, and now they are down 0-2, and, OB, and Embiid's on the bench with his head in his hands saying, woe is me. Um, yeah, I mean, this is exactly what we thought was going to happen. <laughs> so, Man, I'm... I'm just out of words now because you have arguably the best center in the NBA and you're not even using him correctly. Not only that, he's given up on the team. How, I was now, 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 how is he giving up on the team? Just the shots he take and his body language. It just doesn't look like he cares. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can, I can dig that for sure. I mean, cause he, he's getting the shots. I mean, after the third quarter, I think, uh, before the fourth of that game, he had, like, 18 shots put up or something, or that was half. Right. Whatever right. it was, they pretty much just forced it through him. And, yes, he only had 34, but that's the issue, is that you're putting it through him, and if right. he's making his jumper, sure, but he's not going to the paint. He's not trying that's, to get the easy buckets. He's taking the easy buckets. That's the real taking the tougher bucket, And that, that's the problem, is that, is that we're he, seeing that him as a leader is not a leader. He is very you, frustrating to watch, because you're watching yeah. the team, and he does not run back on defense. He he just he does not play hard. He plays good. He's a great player. He is very skilled, but he does not play hard. Like I know I give Carl Anthony Towns a lot a slack. I mean, you know, criticism, but man, MB, I don't know what he's doing out there. Why he he backs to the basket, but it's not in the paint. He's at the top of the key, and then he'll turn around and shoot a jumper. You got a guard on you. Post that guard up. And either draw a foul or dunk on his midget. Like, what are you waiting on? I don't get it. I don't see them winning the game. If they do win the game, it'll be because Tatum, Kimba, and Jalen Brown are either in foul trouble or they just have an off night. This team needs to be blown up. They need a new coach. I'm 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 over it already. Tobias Harris, I feel bad for you too. He can't buy a basket. Uh Horford just looks out of place. Orford, 23 minutes, four points, two rebounds. It's, it's they, terrible, man. They really just put all these pieces together and expected them to work out. I mean, last year was their best shot. When they had Butler to even all that out, that was their best shot. I mean, they have Richardson putting up bad shots because he feels like he has to. At a certain point, he's like the second guy right now um, simply because he has the ball in his hands before Harris and Horford do. Um, and Harris, too. Harris is a big issue, too. I mean, his big issue was he was a tweener. You know, they weren't really sure what position he played, what he was gonna, how consistent he would be. He put up big, uh, put up big numbers for other teams, but it's like he's now not doing much. Horford's not doing much, uh, and Bead's, you know, acting like it has to be all him and not getting his teammates involved at all. And now we're seeing this team fall apart. They don't have a leader. They don't have a leader on the floor whatsoever. And uh, and yeah, even with Simmons on the floor, they still don't have a leader on the floor, and that's an issue. So I think just- I, I think you trade Embiid um, in the off season. Because uh, they're not going to win this series. If they win a game, they're not going to win the series. So you blow it up. You send Embiid somewhere else. And then it's funny. I was talking with people in the group about like where he would go. And I was having a tough time like 
like like the fit in put someone someone said for him to go to portland and i was like oh, i don't like that you yeah know? i saw that and it's like it's like they said because you know mccollum they're like oh well, mccollum and dame they haven't won much together it's like well for sure they haven't but that's not the move like mb coming in him and him and dame i compared it to kobe and howard so much you know when, when howard came in it was this big fanfare and he's this great player and then you know when it came down to actually putting the work in to win Kobe's, you know, rolling his eyes at him and it didn't work just be, simply because he was too stubborn to put the work in. And I think that's what it's going to be with Embiid if he goes somewhere and it's if, if he goes to Portland and it's him and Dame, I don't think that would work. But I think that's how it is with a lot of teams. So, yeah, I don't know. I, he's just one of those guys. He's really good, but he will never win a championship. Matt, what do you think? Who do you think can use Joel Embiid and what will Philly need to get the ball rolling? Because clearly this process has failed. Man, Joel Embiid, he needs a change. He needs not just a team change he needs a mental change i, th- I think we've seen True. that with a few players right with with dwight howard he needed that, that mental change joel Embiid needs to be somewhere push some way that's going to change his mentality uh, yeah i mean I the coach like like a popovich situation or something well, I just don't. I don't see him fitting with the Spurs, right? Not necessarily the Spurs. But I mean, that type of coaching. Like, is that what he needs? Somebody to check him. Yeah. Uh, and I, okay. I don't know what that looks like right now, but he needs a scenery. He's too comfortable in Philly. He knows right. he can get away with it in Philly. What is that? He knows he's the man there, and that's the issue. Is that we're talking about a coach having to check him or a team to be the right spot? And what you're really saying, Matt, and what you're really saying is that he just needs to check himself. He needs to figure it out himself. Because he is the he is the one person that's going to hold him back or let him excel to actually winning meaningful games. It has to be mentally because the idea I, I hate seeing guys who take bad shots at his size when they know what it can. I mean, a guy like Shaq, you know, Shaq always talks about that. You'll see him get upset with big men who don't get in the paint and work the paint, and you see him rolling his eyes at Embiid all the time, just like he rolled his eyes at Howard. They're very similar p- players as far as their mental goes where they both know that they're capable and they're talented enough to be the man and they can put up the stats whenever they want to. But then when people put pressure on say, all right, then are you a leader? Are you going to win these games? Are you going to push your teammates? Are you going to push yourself to be better? And the answer is always an excuse. The answer is always no, or it's an excuse about, you know, anything other than what's important. So I don't, yeah, yeah, he's a guy like I appreciate his talent, but I would not want him on my team at all. Where would I like to see him as just a player standpoint? Um, just for his skill, I would like to see him with the Houston Rockets. Well, who? <laughs> and B? Oh. I mean, I heard the Lakers need a score as well, Matt. Okay, listen, listen. I'm not saying because of his attitude. I'm not saying just give this time. Five minutes you mean skill set? Rockets. <laughs> I mean, I'll take your skill set, but the attitude. That's what I said, his skill sets. Oh, absolutely. It worked really well with Dwight Howard. So, yeah, of course it'll work. <laughs> I the skill set, but I, him and James Harden, I, I can tell you now, it's going to be some fireworks. Obviously, that's too. not going to happen. Oh, that's, yeah. not, that's not a good place for I him. Mean, imagine the arguments, dude. Between oh, Westbrook and him on the floor, just screaming yeah. at each other. That's, right. that's not a good place for him mentally. I know that, right? Uh, but I'm just saying his skill set, that would fit really, really well, and that would give the Rockets a big man. 
Uh, Matt, I hate to break it to you, but we don't believe in big men in Houston. <laughs> Wait, it's okay. It's okay. The Rockets do not have anything to trade either. They also don't believe in draft capital either, so they, they're they not going to get Embiid. Yeah, yeah, there's no way they're getting Embiid unless they traded like Russell Westbrook for him. Yeah. GMC's draft picks, and he'd be like, bye. Yeah. So, um, hey, so, um, hey, also, though, obviously, I don't the, know, a realistic place, the New York Knicks, let him suffer there. That might be that. Well, I mean, they yeah, got, for Embiid, that's perfect. You know, they got Robinson. So. No expectations whatsoever. He's got to go someplace and suffer where he can have that wake up change. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He wouldn't see it as suffering if he's getting his you know twenty eight a night or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. He's not going to care. It's him. Making excuses. Dolan. All he wants is the, is to sell tickets, so he won't care. See, it's the perfect spot for him, honestly. But I mean, that's you know, forty two and fifteen. Yeah, why not? Like that's what you care about. But uh, hey, let's stop. Forget Embiid, man. We've talked about this kid for way too long. Uh, but <laughs> let's, let's really quick, I want to touch on the I want to touch on the Celtics and just how well they've played. Um, yeah. And first of all, I would like to state to our good friend Abe uh, of the Osa and Abe podcast. Check him out. Uh, he's been on recently with us. He's a big Celtics guy, and he was trying to tell me that I needed to apologize for something Tatum and Brown related. I'd given them credit. And he thought that was shocking. Uh, I've I've been giving Tatum credit. I think uh, FCP listeners and my co-hosts would agree that I have openly uh, given Tatum his credit for really stepping up in the last few days. Um, so or in the last uh, you know this year. So you know, let's just uh, I will be giving no no apology because I <laughs> because nothing has changed. So I, I, I've been I've been as honest as uh, as I have been correct. So. Yeah, that's all I need to say on the Celtics. They're doing great. Tatum Brown, everyone's killing it. And honestly, they're going to run through these guys 4-0. They really are. Can, can, we, can we talk about the real the real thing? Can we talk about how the Orlando Magic beat the Milwaukee Bucks? He'd say, he's not saying, who cares about the Celtics? <laughs> well, hey. As a Laker fan, I don't want to talk about the Celtics. Let's talk about the Bucks with the best record losing to a Jonathan Isaacless Aaron Gordon. The way you put that sound, man, yeah, that's kind of a. I, I didn't, I didn't expect that. I don't know about you, Matt and Riley. Well, Riley, Riley, you kind of caught this though. I, I will say yeah. that I did. I said that. I said that basically, Milwaukee's been playing so poorly that at some point they had like I thought they would lose a game in this series. I didn't think it'd be game one. Um, and I mean that's that shows that how scary it is for Milwaukee right now because I thought Milwaukee would at least put it together. And get this, but yeah, I did call that Orlando would at least get a game out of them, and it just happened to be game one. And and as much as the Bucks tried to fight back and all that, the Orlando just controlled the tempo the entire time. Um, yeah, they forced them into bad shots, forced them into bad passes. It was it was a mess, honestly. If you're a Milwaukee fan, if you're Jordan Alexander, you're upset right now. You are not happy. Hey Riley, do you do you think the Magic have any chance in at all to win this series? Well, here's the thing. Obviously, I'm going to say no, but it's like from what we saw, what we've seen of the Bucks, and what we saw of the game one, the Bucks don't look like they look like a mid seed in the East right now. You know, which is you know pretty much a you know an eighth seed in the in the West at this point. Yeah, they just don't they don't look together at all. I can't even explain it because they have all the pieces, they have all these veteran guys, these good defenders, these good team guys. And they look lost. It's the weirdest thing. I don't. I can't explain it. Budenholz are such a good coach. It makes no sense. So I want to say no. But game two today is really going to show us that. Um, yeah. If they, if they win today, if Orlando wins today, then I don't. 
then yes, obviously up 2-0, you have a great chance. So if they win today, then it's the the, the Bucks have to really step up, or they're gonna be you know one of the rare one eight uh, one eight losses. So who, who do you think? Who, what do you, what do you think would be a bigger upset? Portland over the Lakers in a series, or Orlando oh. over the Bucks? Orlando, Milwaukee. Oh, Orlando, sure. definitely, because Portland really is in the eighth seed. Orlando we'll, is an eighth seed. Yeah, we'll get to that, but yeah, <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> I think I think the magic, man, that would be that would be that moment. Remember when Baron Davis led that Warriors team to beat yeah. the Mavericks? Yep. If 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 Vucevic leads this Magic teams to defeat King Giannis and the Bucks, Giannis is gone, and he has such a decent game. Game one, I don't know what Milwaukee was doing. Chris Middleton didn't step up. Giannis played great, but ah, Giannis it's... didn't play great though. Like he he put up put up some numbers, but he especially later in the game, like he just he looked around, saw that his team was not stepping up, and he just kind of quit a little bit. Like that's the could... thing, he can't do that. Also, his his shot is so broken. Like I know he's working yeah. on it, and if you put in the work, you're gonna get better. I get that, but. His motion is so broken that it the, the consistency is just not going to be there until he figures that out. Um, I mean, and he's so great everywhere else, but that's a that's a huge issue they need to figure out. So yeah, Milwaukee they have a lot of questions they need to figure out if they're going to win this today. Like I said, they need to win today. If they don't win today, and Orlando is, goes up 2-0, then that series might be over. I, I expect them to come out win. I, I think Bucks. I think Bucks win by twenty today. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, for for I the think. sake of themselves, I hope so. I think um, they come make a statement. But before we get to the Lakers, the Thunder and the Rockets. I oh my gosh, I didn't expect the game to go down like that. No, the good stuff, man. Good for you guys. I, I mean, because you know, I was kind of scared. Wait, I, did I'm, I'm going to just tell you. Did we finish the East? Did we? Well, yeah, I mean, East? Well, I mean, yeah, it's not the East. It's like, yeah, it's, you didn't want to talk about the Celtics, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the map. Well, we'll talk about his clips. Yeah, oh, because, remember, Miami, Indiana, Miami, Indiana, Miami, Indiana. Okay, Miami, Indiana. Uh, game one was pretty. It was pretty back and forth. I think we hurt Indiana. Oladipo when he when he went out, they kind of lacked identity. They didn't know if they wanted T.J. Warren to take over. They didn't know if they wanted one of the Holiday Brothers to take over. They hung in the game. They they lost by what 11, 12? But thankfully, Oladipo is day to day. And he might, well, I believe the game is on now. I haven't checked it out just yet, but I expect Indiana to come out. I don't know if they'll win. If they don't win this game, they'll be in trouble. For sure, yeah. The Pacers, it's uh, 24-24 right now in the second. Okay. In the second. okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, series, that series is a total toss-up. It could easily go um, could easily go seven. Uh, they're very evenly matched as far as firepower goes. Um. Yeah, I mean, and Oladipo started out. He already has eight points already, a couple steals, a couple assists. So he's at least playing and is back to it. But, yeah, that's an interesting one for sure. Man, how you feeling about this? It's, it's a good series, man. It's a good series. Uh, I think Miami wins. Indiana wins two games. 4-2? Mm, okay. I think it's 4-2 Miami. I'm watching the score at this moment. Indiana's up 26-24 at the time we're recording. I think all the games will be pretty close. Yeah, I mean, again, that's a, that's the toughest one for me to call. I think in the whole the whole thing, pretty much the tough it's the toughest one to call because if the Pacers were to come out and win the series, I would not be shocked. If the Miami wins, I would not be shocked. It is like yeah, it is pretty dead even. 
I would assume the star power of Butler and Adebayo uh, wins out because they are without Indiana's without Sabonis. Um, I think that obviously help uh, definitely counts. Um, but yeah, I, I think Miami still wins the series, but I, I think it's going to be uh, very close. Well, Miami, should they advance, they'll go on and take on the Bucks. If the Bucks are struggling with the Magic, just imagine Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. Uh... So you don't think the Bucks make it to the to the finals? I don't know. If, they got to go, they go through Miami, and then they got to go through Boston. Here's so the thing. I don't. Know. At the end of the day, it's it's it, they just need to play. It's on them. Like it's on them. If they keep playing that they're playing, and they barely squeak by Orlando, and then they keep doing what they're doing because Orlando's a, n- not a good team at all. So you, I mean, they're, they're bad. So <laughs> and, they're, and they're without some players. So they're bad. So if they barely squeak by them, if they go six, seven games and they squeak by Orlando, then you know they better come with it with Miami because at least Miami is meaner than them. You know, yep. Miami or Indiana is our meaner teams than Orlando is. And if they smell blood in the water, that's the last thing you want, especially Miami. If you give Jimmy Butler some blood in the water in an open gym setting, he, he I mean, he's in everybody's head. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting one for sure. But we'll see how Milwaukee pulls it out. This game today is huge for them if they have to Very win. Or otherwise, everyone's mindset on them really changes. And the smoke will continue if they don't win. Let's just oh, say yeah. that. Well, that's up. Yeah. Now that the East is wrapped up, I want to go to the West. And we already talked about – who didn't we talk Wait, where do we – okay. We talked about the, the Clippers and Mavs. Okay, we could talk about – okay, Clippers and Mavs. Oh, man, that game won. Wow. Porzingis was thrown out for literally no reason. No reason at all. What a He's weird – that was awful. That was awful. Referee, man, terrible. Even Morris came out. You know, Mar- you know, uh, right. Marcus Morris, who's no joke of a guy. Like he's, you know, he's a he's a chippy player, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't get it." <laughs> you know, like he, he didn't even like like you know, kind of half agree just for the sake of it. Like he was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't like that either." So, and he said he wanted to play. I mean, give it up, give it up to Morris in the sense that he said, "I want him to play because it's yep. a playoff. I want the best players out there." Um, so yeah, that was definitely interesting. Um, but in the game two, we really saw we in in game one we saw LA do what they do what they needed to do. They played good defense when it mattered, even though Luca went off. Luca got his, but that's what that's what we were saying before this series started was that if Luca, it's really a a, a battle of can Luca and then high powered offense at all make a dent in the Clippers experience and their firepower, especially defensively. And what we've seen so far is that yes, Luca can push them. And he can be better than them, so which is crazy at 21. So that series is going to be very interesting. I saw somebody mention that it's very similar energy to LA and Portland. That the, it's a team that really thinks they can beat this this team. So the two LA teams have a lot to deal with right now because Luca has looked amazing. Luca, yeah. is, this dude is incredible. For, how old is he? 21. Yeah. My the league is in good hands because of Luca Doncic. Yeah, he is. He is nuts. And it's so watching him play is so much fun because you watch him and you don't. He doesn't have a similar game to most people. He has a a really unique game sometimes where he's just running around. You go, oh, that's this unathletic white dude's running around. This kid's running around. (laughs) You know, know, there's no way he's going to get this contact. But he's so smart uh, basketball IQ wise. He knows every angle, knows every he understands his body control, understands how other guys are going to play him. And in game two, they got more physical with him for sure. Doc Rivers pointed made them made that a point that you know pretty much to rough him up a little bit. 
and he took that fine. And uh, yeah, so I mean, because he grew up playing in the you know for Real Madrid, and over there in Europe, they're they're fouling hard, like old school, you know, in the eighties, nineties NBA hard. So yeah, he he grew up at sixteen, seventeen dealing with that. So yeah, he's a he's a monster, <laughs> monster. Do you think Dallas can 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 take the series? It's too early. It's too early. To I don't. I can't see it happening unless the Clippers just continue to be ice cold. Because Paul George yesterday couldn't buy a bucket, and if that keeps up, then maybe. And Trey Burke was, oh my god, he was getting any and everything at the rim. I don't know how that was happening. Reggie Jackson being out too. Patrick Beverly being out is going to be key for the Clippers too. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Matt, I, I think that they, I think they can because what I thought before the series started was that it was going to be more about Dallas trying to score amongst the defense of LA, and what it's really turned into is so. At least in Game Two, we saw a shift to LA trying to keep up with Dallas's scoring, and their defense wasn't much of a factor. It was it was more about can you score with us as opposed to how well you're going to stop us. So LA needs to adjust and understand that they're they're much better defensively than what they showed last. I mean, unless Luca is that good, you know what I mean. So it's it, it's tough. I mean, Game Three is going to be huge, but yes, they have a chance for sure, um, just because of what we've seen so far out of Luca. If Luca keeps doing what he's doing, I mean, that's a superstar they're dealing with. That is, you know, he, he's the he's been the best player in the series so far with a series that has Paul George and Kawhi. So yeah, that's I think they do have a shot. I still think LA wins. But I mean, yeah. this this NBA playoffs because there's no home feet, or, you know, no home court advantage because of the situation they're in. The seating does not matter as much as it usually would, and we're seeing that early now. That one eights are having trouble, two sevens are having trouble, and it's yeah, everything's going to be a lot closer than I think we realized for some of these series. Yeah, I think the games are better too because you're taking out travel, right? Yep. Yeah, with a lot of these guys, that takes a toll on your body is the travel, the back and forth. There's no travel. And you just walk in the gym and you're watching your, these teams. And and so it's really interesting. I think Clippers should win in six. It could go to seven. But Dallas could win this series as well. If I'm the Clippers, I don't want it going to seven. I want to put them away as quickly as possible, get rested up. That way we get ready for our next opponent because – if they are playing Denver next, well, if Denver goes to seven, then yeah. But if Denver puts Utah away, you want to try to put Dallas away. But like you guys said, Luka has been phenomenal. Porzingis has been, you know, Porzingis. He could be a little better, but he's effective. What concerns me, like I said, is the shooting of the Clippers. Other than, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard had, had great games, game one and game two. Paul George has to be better. Lou Williams has been Lou Williams, but Reggie, I don't know what Reggie Jackson was thinking. He was out there taking shots. I'm like, you didn't even take those in Detroit. What are you doing? He did so, take them. I mean, no, that's that's how he played, though. Reggie Jackson plays real loose. You know what I mean? A lot looser than what LA is used to. Um, and he's not a great shooter. He needs to stop taking crazy shots for sure. He's not a shooter, but. I'm like, man, what are you doing? So if. He started for Beverly, so it's like, you know, he's he's Beverly's not taking a lot of shots either, so he has to understand he's got to play more of a role than right. race possessions taking jumpers that he can't hit. You hit the nail on the head, and, and like I said, with Beverly's health, a calf strain, I don't know if he's playing game three. 
Um, you know, we don't know yet. But you know, when they put Marcus Morris on Luca, it was kind of, kind of, you know, it was a little better than they, they were just leaving. Reggie Jackson was on an island against Luca. It was like, what do I do? Like so, even Morris, who is such a good def- Morris, is a really good defender, especially against right. a guy that isn't as isn't that quick in Luca. You know what I mean? If if he can stay with you quickness wise, he's a great yeah. defender, and he looked foolish at certain points. And it's like it's crazy because a guy you don't see that very often. So it's this Luca versus their defense thing. It's Luca's pushing the envelope way more than I thought he would already. So it's yeah, that series is wide open too. Definitely. Speaking of wide open series, guys. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you know, there's Uh this guy on Uh Portland, uh, and he is not playing around, man. Uh, are you talking about Nurkic? And I was talking about what's his name? It's like same Dilliards. Uh, that guy, gosh, but yeah, I mean, what is it? Frame Yilliards? I don't know, but he is a hell of a player. Uh, but no, I mean, Matt, it sucks because you gave him a wonderful apology last episode. Big ups to you for doing that. And then yeah. he pretty much heard that and said, I don't care. And, <laughs> and, then decided, and then decided to keep going. I mean, and also, too, I mean, the Blazers look tired at certain points they in that do. game, right? Um, LA has a lot more uh, rest behind them. Their bodies are a lot fresher. Uh, their minds are a lot fresher mentally as far as just the, 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 you know, the grind of having to get so many wins to be there. But we saw at the end that they Portland – all of those, all their starters hit big shots. Guys, they look cold. Gary Trent was hitting the side of the backboard a couple times, and then he hit a big three. Mello hit a big shot. Dame hits a big shot, and then dances to blow the whistle for a little bit. It's crazy yeah. stuff. Um, Matt, what would you think LA has to do? What, what did you see in game one, first of all, that was not not you know going to help them win? But also, what do you think they have to do tonight to get the win? Yeah, let's be real. Dame, Dame played good. He did not. He could have played better. So I'm glad he did what he he scored 34. He shot nine for 21. The big thing is he hit six threes, um, and you, you just can't let him. Uh, and you, you were right; they got the big points at the ends because it was it was either anybody's game mm-hmm. up until that last couple minutes, right? Uh, what I saw the Lakers that was the worst shooting performance I've ever seen in my entire life by an NBA team. It was pretty they bad. Had, it was bad. They, they shot 35% from the field and 15% from three. And LeBron still had, what, 17 assists? Oh, LeBron like played incredible. LeBron, like, numbers-wise, he only had 23. Not only. 23 is good. But he had 17 rebounds and 16 assists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have had, like, 22, 23 assists had he had yeah. got shots for him. I mean, he, he was giving people open looks all night. Yeah, um, I mean, Anthony Davis was 8 for 24. He played yeah. atrocious. From a shooting standpoint, he went oh, over oh. downtown. <laughs> a Danny Green shot four from twelve at the point. I just said I was yelling at my TV, "Get Danny Green off of this roster right now!" Like, <laughs> bench him, send him to Toronto, or just get him off of the court. Uh, and actually, who made me even more frustrated? I don't know why Codwell Pope played twenty nine minutes. When he shot 0 for 9. Yeah, he's bad. I mean, while, while J.R. Smith and Waiters are on the bench. Now, my, my, my thought with this match. one minute when, when Codwell Pope got 29 and shot 0 for 9. Oh, for sure. I mean, my, my thought with the Lakers, what they have to do is they need to allow Waiters and Smith to play. Because what we're seeing is, first of all, I mean, if Green and Codwell Pope are hitting, then sure. you know. But if they're not and they haven't been, 
you get them off the floor because you're dealing with Lillard, you're dealing with McCollum, you're dealing with Trent, guys that are feeling themselves, junkyard dogs that are getting shots up and know they're going to hit on you, right? Yeah, it was so, a coaching problem. For sure, but I'm saying that what you need to do is to get a guy like guys like J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters out there to match that energy. You yeah. need guys out there who are willing to take big shots and know they're going to hit them. Quinn, Quinn Cook didn't even play, and if you know these guys are shooting bad, at least throw Cook in there to see if he can knock down some threes. Yeah, Cook maybe, but I'm saying, but J.R. Waiters, you need, you need that kind of chaotic energy right now. You need, oh, you need those guys in there to pull some shots. And sure, if they miss, then yeah, you have other options. But we saw in game one that that was not it. So, I mean, you know, of course, LeBron probably wants guys that are more structured like Green and KCP out there. But, man, if you have – if that continues, because chances are those guys get some more minutes. But if Green and Cole Pope continue to not hit and they struggle tonight, regardless if you guys win or lose, you need to start playing Waiters and Smith more because oh, those guys will at least pull. Waiters if we're not going to play them? Same with exactly. So, so that was frustrating is when those guys weren't getting time. Uh, I wish Morris was a little more aggressive when it came to scoring. He played 19 minutes. He went two for two, scored five points, right? But you, if he, he's the only one who actually hit a couple shots, um, I, I thought he should have been more aggressive. Howard should have been a little more aggressive on the offensive end. So I think it just came down to coaching. Uh, I think LeBron tried to do everything he could to will them to just a win. Yeah. Um, and it came up short. Yeah, he's the only guy that played well. LeBron was the only person on the roster that, that really played well. Yep. Um, and Howard, I mean, Howard, it was tough for him because he was in foul trouble for so for the majority of yeah. the game. But Anthony Davis should have dominated down low. Yeah, he I'll, doesn't. Right. I'll give it to I'll give it to Gabriel. He's a good kid, man. He he he's plays. He brings the energy for Portland, but he is a foul machine. When the Lakers played yeah. Portland earlier this season, he I think he played 15 minutes and fouled out. Yeah, because he, he's very erratic. I mean, also too, I've been hating on Whiteside, right? I've I said before the series is like he needs to, he needs to he needs to get his attitude in check and he needs to get ready because obviously in this LA series he was going to play because their their bodies he has to play and he's and he played really well. Um, and Nurkic, uh, Nurkic at the end though, but he, Nurkic was playing at the end of the game for the most part. And it was tired as hell. Anthony Davis just will not go to the post. If he goes to the post, he could turn around jumper of them to death. To death. And it'd be easy. It'd be easy stuff. No one can block him. Whiteside, maybe. But on those fadeaways, a guy that size, it's the Durant thing. You know, the Nowitzki thing. Where you shoot those guys with that kind of length and size. Understand that if they pull up on guys, they can hit over anybody. And yeah, Anthony I Davis tries to do it at the, th at the three-point line or at like 18, 20 feet. When it's like, no, man, do it from five to five to eight feet and get easy buckets. Yeah, I it, think Anthony Davis has a great game tonight. I, th I think he just goes off. That's just my hope. Um. <laughs> That's why he's there. That's why he's there. That's the, that. This is his time. You know, this is what you guys brought him in for. This is what you guys worked hard to get the number one seed for is for them to do well in the playoffs. And to see a team like Portland who should be, and they were, they were so tired at the end of that game. And to right. see them have the heart to pull it out, that has to be a gut check for L.A. Both L.A. teams right now are looking at teams that offensively are impressive and have stars, guys that – Defensively. Yeah, and, but, and, but defensively they're laxing. So they're lax. So if L.A. – if the Lakers can figure out how to score a little bit, I mean, if they shoot 40 41%, they win that game. Yeah, Portland didn't play their best, and so it could have been much worse. And, and so Lakers, they need to make some shots. But 15% from three, please, Joe Harris, come to us. 
<laughs> He'd be great. Joe Joe Harris would be such a great addition for you guys. And, That'd be awesome. Kuzma, Kuzma hit a couple side of the backboards as well. Shot five for 14. Ugh. He had 14 points, eight rebounds, but he's got to just play better. The Lakers have too many guys on their team. I just made that sound. You said that. I went, ugh. Like, they have too many guys. Like, Kuzma, KCP, um, Quinn Cook. I, as much as I love Quinn Cook as a, as a person, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he he shouldn't be on, on the roster. Danny There's Green. guys on that team. Uh, no, I'm talking about Cook. I'm talking about Cook. Danny Green needs to be on that roster. He's struggling to shoot, but he is a really good defender. And he he's also will hit big shots good. when it matters. He said he struggled game one. Uh, but he'll 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 figure it out. Danny Green is a guy you want on your team in the playoffs. He's he's proven that on the Spurs, proven that with the Raptors. And, and he's a guy you want. Didn't play good. Caruso twenty nine minutes had two points. Oh yeah, uh, Caruso. Oh yeah, like that's what I'm saying. If Caruso's getting twenty nine minutes, Jr. and Waiters have to get some time. And I, I think tonight, if they make that adjustment tonight, I think just with the the fire lit, lit under them, LA should run this game. They should. If they don't, if LA doesn't and Portland wins this game tonight, which I, I admittedly, as someone who picked Portland to win the series, if they if they don't win tonight, it's done. But if they, they should win tonight, LA should have every what do you think about Charles Barkley saying that we're gonna get swept. Ah, no, I think that just gives LA more firepower. I think it's way more firepower because obviously they're gonna they're not gonna get swept. They just won't. Uh, LeBron will not allow that. LeBron people always downgrade and you know act like LeBron, you know can't just take over a game and we saw in that game in that uh, for game one he basically took over he had 16 to 6 17 rebounds 23 points and it's like he was doing literally everything so and they almost won you guys almost got the w with everyone else around him including his superstar in ad all played atrociously and you guys are still in the game because a 17 year vet put it on his back to do that yeah um, lebron really hit one three as well yeah I mean, also, hopefully you guys can get Rondo back. I've heard that there's a there's talk he'd come back. Just energy-wise and defensively, yeah. I think that's interesting. I think because he knows how to guard. We, we give him, you know, a couple minutes to get back into it. Yeah. Pierre, yeah. what are your thoughts? About this series? Uh, yeah, I know you want to be on the Lakers. I love that Portland stayed the course. When the Lakers made runs, they didn't get mad. They didn't have their hands down or their heads on it, you know. They stayed the course. Dame was like, let's keep going. Let's keep they they willed themselves to a win. It was great to see. The Lakers, I don't know what's going on, man. They they look like my team out there throwing up all them bricks. Like, I didn't know if I was watching Frank Vogel or Mike D'Antoni for a minute. But Anthony Davis, I do not know. I don't know if he's allergic to the post or what. But he has to be better in the post. I keep saying Carl Anthony Towns is soft, but Anthony Davis is looking like they related because you are the best big man on the floor. Use that to your advantage. He's the best so big I, man on any floor right now. Exactly, but he's and not even crazy. playing like it. Well, and that's you the thing is that we're looking at the Lakers. We're looking at the Lakers and Bucks right now. The two number one seeds are looking by far the most vulnerable of any team. Yeah. So just in game one, obviously it's very early, very early in the series. Like even in even in game one. When it came to Portland, I was going. People after you know one quarter are talking like it's a done deal, and I'm like, "There's a lot of time." You know what I mean? Like, and of course, what the Lakers do—they came back and they were leading. I think at halftime, it's like, yeah, this series is going to go back and forth. Of course, everyone wants to ride the intensity that is, you know, Portland's run and everything. But even even somebody like myself who is enjoying that, you have to understand the Lakers are a team of veterans. They're a team. Any team with LeBron is going to give you hell. Uh, to, to advance in his series. He doesn't lose series often. He gets to the finals. Like, that's what he does. So you can't count them out at all. But it's 
just from what we've seen from the Bucks and Lakers, it's very scary to see the number one seeds uh, in this in this very unique scenario getting pushed like this. Because it's like if you you let LeBron get his, and Le, like we said, LeBron had a, a phenomenal game. I have nothing to say about LeBron's game game one, but if you take AD out the game. The others around got to support and help LeBron because if AD's off, or let's just say AD was hurt that game, you know, who's going to help LeBron? It would have been, LeBron would have been, I would have been upset. You know, I'm giving y'all open looks. You guys are just missing. If you, you know, you got an open look. If it's not working, drive to the lane, create a foul. But no, they were just sitting there looking like the 2019-18 Houston Rockets. Oh, yeah. we going to keep shooting. If you keep the shot chart, it will make you sick. I've never seen that many empty holes in my life. Hey, I have. Welcome to my world. It's James, okay. James, I'm pretty sure James Harden's had games where his whole shot chart looks like what the Lakers did in one night. Exactly. Um, <laughs> hey, on, fellas. Guys. Hey, fellas. So before we're done here, let's let's really quick just give our predictions for the games tonight. Uh, we have the Heat right. Pacers right now. I, I believe the Heat are up three. Uh, yeah, they're up three nearing halftime, I assume. I think yep. the Heat are going to win this one. I think they're going to go up 2-0, but... I have Indiana winning this one. Nice. I like I that too, though. I, I want Indiana to win, but oof. I'm, either I'm, way. I'm, I mean, either way, that's a toss-up, Duncan Robinson's going off. He's four for four from downtown so far with 15 points. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Thunders, ro- Thunder Rockets. Thunder. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to go Rockets only because I need to see something from uh, from. Okay, see, because they look lost. Of all these games we've seen so far, all the game ones that we saw, the OKC looked by far the worst as far as how well they played in their in their individual games. And it was not good. Actually, I'm changing my pick, Rockets. Oh, no, why are you jinxing us now? <laughs> I'm changing <laughs> it for one reason. James Harden's going to go for 40, dude. No, Possibly I'm changing 50. it for one reason. Steven Adams is out. He is? Yep. Oh, that's huge. I that's didn't huge. know that. Yep, nice. he's out. Well, yeah, that's an easy I, call then. Injury report, he's out. He's not even day to day. He's out. Ooh, okay. Well, then, yeah, that's. I think we can all agree the Rockets are, should take that one for sure. Tonight. Hmm. Hey, you should be happy, Pierre. I mean, you know, it's Steven Adams. I'm. If he's just, there, he's there. He's just not, say you're happy. Okay. What are you doing right now? Wait, what it's, it's, say that you're happy. Hey, Steven Adams is I, out, dude. I was happy with game one. We. I didn't expect the defense. People, right out. now, but, say out loud, "I am happy." Steven Adams is out because I'm happy. I'm thank happy you. Steve. Because you, you downplay, dude. You need. I, I need to see more fire out of you when it comes to your team, my man. I've said it the last hey. episode too. That, that was amazing news, and you were like, "I oh, mean, you know, it's whatever." It's like, no, man, that's great news. Fucking take it and run with it, dude. Because that's great news. I I want to say we'll win. However, I do expect OKC to come out tonight. Um with a better effort than they came out with game one. The only way we lose is if we shoot ourselves out of the game. If we have a game like game one, we'll be okay. Okay, what's your prediction? Who wins? I'm Of course I'm going to say we're going to win. Of course. Okay, okay. That's what I expected. Uh, yeah. Magic and Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going Magic for the fun of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going Magic because honestly, like the Bucks look because the Bucks look so lost that until they can prove me otherwise, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Orlando. I still think the Bucks win the series, right? I I would, th- I would hope that they still win the series. I hope they win tonight. They do it, but I'm gonna go Orlando because I d- I've doubted. I thought that was gonna be the easiest sweep of the bunch to the on the low key, 
but uh, they already proved me right. They are, I already said they win a game. They did it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Orlando. Okay, Denver, Utah. No, that's not today. That's not tonight. That's Blazers, oh, Lakers. Today's tonight. game. I'm sorry. So yeah. the last game will be the Lakers and the Blazers, correct? Lakers, yes. Lakers, 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 Lakers. Oh Ooh. man, real tough. I'm gonna go the Portland Trail Blazers, dude. Uh, only because again, LA needs to prove they can shoot. I would assume they're gonna win. Now, if we're talking straight up, like not what I want to see, what I think is gonna happen, I think LA wins for sure. We're but doing I, predictions. That's what you. That's who you think's gonna win. Not well. What then you, you want. know what? Okay, that's fine. Then I'm going Portland full out. They're going to destroy yeah. you guys now. <laughs> Keep going against Dame Lillard. I tried to give you the easy thing there. I'm trying not to push it. Dame Lillard has has made you eat your words every single time, and now it's gonna happen again. Right there. This curse is turning around. It's heavy yeah. around your neck. I'm sorry, but it's it's going to continue. LeBron heard what the trash that was spewing out of Paul Pierce's mouth, and he's just going to go off even more. And you know what, uh, Dame Miller was listening to? Blow the whistle, and that's all he needs. Uh, <laughs> that's all he um, needs. I'm going to go with the Lakers. I think they do come out with a better effort tonight. I think shots fall. I think AD's better. Yeah, just literally hit like five more shots as a team, and they they like they should be fine. I think I think I think they'll win tonight. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, we. Oh, the draft lottery is tonight, guys. We don't know anything just yet, so definitely next week we'll have that for I know you. For a fact, Michael Gibson already predicted that the Bulls are going to get the seventh pick. Golden um, number one pick in the draft. Who gets the number one pick? Ah, oh, man. Golden State. Baby. I want to see Golden State. I got to see Golden State just for the fun of it. Uh, <laughs> I got to see it. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, real quick before we go, guys, where do you guys think the Bulls are going to go? Michael Gibson is adamant. He wants number seven. He wants as late as can be. I don't get it either, but he, that's what he wants. So. Gibson, just because I love Gibson, I'm going to say they get number six. I'm going to say they get a top three pick. Ooh. I, I mean, that's I mean that that's the opposite of what Michael Gibson wants. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know why he, he wants seven. Pick. Why uh, not seven? Possibly worse than that, if possible. But I mean, who knows? Man, this is arguably the best week to be a Bulls fan. Y'all finally got rid of Boylan. You get you a top three pick. You get a coach. Y'all on y'all way. I don't know how long it's going to take y'all, but y'all on y'all way. Mm-hmm. Isn't this weird that the draft lottery is during the first round of the playoffs? I think the draft lottery should have been yesterday. but yeah, I mean, at this point, anytime, the way things have been going with the, with everything and how weird everything is, whatever, right. <laughs> whatever works, dude. I'm up. I'm, yeah. Anything, anytime I'm down for. So, so of course, we're following the Bucks magic game. So we will see. Oh, it's that early. It's at hmm. five thirty. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Rockets are on early today. I don't know why. We're, see, that scares me too, but whatever. We'll be all right. Rockets well, we know lunchtime game. I know, man. It's crazy. An hour away. So we'll have the breakdown from today's games, tomorrow's games, the, le- the draft lottery, and we're going to preview some game threes next week as well. Any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on Facebook in the SSAW group, or you can email us at fullcourtpress82 at gmail.com. Hopefully the Lakers come through for Matt tonight, because if not, it's going to be a long weekend for him. And that heat over there. And on behalf of um, every everybody whose team's in the playoffs, good luck to you. You know, we thank God for listening.